little break from the podcasting for a little while. enjoyed the process of making this first series um, amidst the kind of hustle and bustle of different jobs and all of the different winter tasks I've been involved with. It's been a almost a meditation to check in with people and uh, conduct some interviews and go through the editing process. It's been a yeah, it's been a good winter pastime. I'm very thankful for that and uh, it's been such a good winter pastime that I have resolved that Thai Hi-Fi will be back. So if you're listening to this and um, you're wondering where the next episode is coming from, well, don't you worry. I'm going to be publishing this on the 1st of March, St. David's Day, and there are definite signs of spring in the air at the moment. I've uh, been really appreciating that on my various cycles to... Uh, work and other places there are snowdrops and daffodils bursting out of the ground and uh, yeah you can't fail to notice the appreciable difference in temperature and yeah the probably more so is the amount of light available and the quality of the light it's um yeah i guess it's forming a different arc in the sky and uh yeah yeah it's not long now it's, spring is on its way that's not to say I'm not mindful of being caught out. It might be the 1st of March, but I know where I'm situated. And uh, yeah, a lot of the seeds that we've got in the propagator and the seedlings that are coming up and some of the plants that we've kept indoors, I'm very mindful not to be putting them out in the ground because I'm, I'm not getting caught out, that's for sure. So um, there was a beautiful full moon this weekend. I think it was at its fullest on the Saturday, but uh, this particular story took place late Friday night. Kind of illustrates uh, my need at the moment to take a little break, I think. So it's been a very full week's work. Yeah, after dinner and after putting the little one to bed and after the washing up, I hooked up my bicycle trailer and I cycled the seven miles into town in the dark with the full moon above me and in my bike trailer was 15 long hazel poles that I'd harvested the weekend before and a big sack of Epsom salts and uh, under the full moon there was a Welshman surreptitiously riding his way into uh, the big city known as Tina Bruick um, to drop off this fair uh, at my house and it's a great time of night to travel you know because uh, we're in lockdown but it's also a very rural place so I went unseen didn't come across anyone on my travels and I I like that because you know I don't really want to be the one in the local news you know sort of in the shop the next day of uh, you know the guy that came to town with a big bundle of hazel poles on his on his back Nonetheless, uh, I did that, and uh, when I got there, I had the most fantastic hot bath, the first hot bath I've had in a, a long while, where I'm currently situated, there's a shower, but, n but no bath. And of course, municipal bathing has been well off the list for many, many months now due to the lockdown. 
So I had a hot bath with some Epsom salts in it. It was wonderful and uh, felt very, very refreshed cycling home through the full moon that night. So the good news is, after a year's pause, uh, my family and I have finally got to within grasping distance of phase one of our Croft development plan. It's wonderful news. When we moved to the area from the Isle of Mull last year, we thought we'd just be in temporary accommodation for a month or so before we'd move into the house next to our Croft. And uh, because of lockdown, you know, they stopped building. And, uh, you know, we we moved as best we could during lockdown to some other temporary accommodation and we've definitely made the best of it here. Um, but yeah, we thought that was going to be the new house would be ready in the autumn and then the autumn moved to winter and then yeah it's only it's been a year and a week i think uh but finally we have the keys to this which represents a really significant step for us uh with our croft plan we are locating ourselves close to the primary school we're locating ourselves close to our kind of primary point of vegetable production at the moment the local allotment and more significantly we're locating ourselves close to our croft land been fortunate enough to gain employment locally so finally we are putting more of our eggs in the one basket um, very very thankful for that um, this past year has meant commuting pretty much everywhere commuting seven miles by bicycle to work for the one job commuting 41 miles by bicycle for the other job uh, commuting seven miles to the nursery seven miles back seven miles to the shop seven miles back you know we've we've um we've benefited from relative geographical isolation insofar as we've just not had to interact with people which is great in a pandemic and uh had wonderful access to the sea and to rivers and to the forests and it's been a lovely backdrop for our daughter's play life too but it became very apparent to us that uh, starting this croft business as we will when we inherit the land or when we're given the uh, the papers to sign from the crofting commission is that we're going to need to be close to that place um, both for the observation phase but also for um you know realizing and manifesting things on the ground so it won't be long until we will be sat sipping coffee for breakfast and dropping off the little one in the stone's throw that it is to the nursery and within 15 minutes we could be on the croft land if we're not occupied with other things so phase one which i'm going to put in the little show notes are different phases that we're uh, hoping to realize our dreams and ambitions uh, of course this podcast Thai Hi-Fi is very much an emergent thing that came out of lockdown as a means to realizing our Croft plan and uh, now that I've started I think it's definitely something that we're going to keep going anyway I realize what a wholly unsustainable thing it is to be working multiple jobs rearing a family and then cycling you know in the pre-dawn light to get things done um you know 
some of that behavior is perfectly possible in the kind of summer months, you know, when you've got all that vitamin D in you and uh, you're so motivated. But here we are in the kind of northeast of the year. Um, there's only so much late night lunacy of moving possessions that's uh, that's sustainable over the long term. And so I'm going to be taking this little break to uh, mindfully take stock, mindfully plan and begin to uh, yeah rationalize our decluttering and packing process so we can make this move towards phase one in a good way. We've ordered our potatoes, tubers for the year. They'll be coming soon. Very much looking forward to be putting those little slips back in the ground again this year and earthing them up. And uh, many of my hazel trees, which I nurtured in the nursery last year, have now been sold on to different members of the community. So I'm really looking forward to hearing stories of and maybe giving a little bit of phone support for people that are putting those guys in the ground too of course special thanks to les that uh, sent me 11 or was it 13 cobnuts from uh, his home on the isle of sky torridon wild harvest um that was a little almost spiritual gift really for what we're trying to achieve on our croft with the uh, hazels on terraces very thankful for those Les, if you're listening, they'll be going from the root trainers into larger pots this year and we're going to keep them closer to home, make sure they're nurtured well. But uh, yeah, very much looking forward to uh, breaking new ground. I also tidied up some of the uh, mycelial broths that I've been cultivating over winter too and I'm scaling that operation down. I've got a few syringes of liquid mycelia in the fridge and uh, of course we're going to be setting up a little operation this year I guess just for home cultivation until such time as we can have premises on our croft land and of course that's going to necessitate having the papers signed on the land and, and some of the access paths being vehicle access it's going to take a little while before we can turn the mycelian passions into a small-scale business but I've been very inspired by a few little startups I've seen happening over the lockdown period where edible mushrooms have been made available to the local community by local producers and I'm hoping in future podcasts we can uh, maybe interview some people that have started up in yeah the kind of manner and methods in which we're very much hoping to do here on the croft too. In other news, after the dinner and, uh, you know, once the washing up is done too, I've been tip-tapping away at uh, an ash log. I've converted an ash log into, I'm going to say, 26 curtain rail holders. Um, it's been very nice chiseling away and uh, using the side axe on my little winter log that I brought into the house you know when my little one had such a lovely relationship to the Christmas tree she didn't want it to leave at uh, you know just after Hogmanay so we thought well what ritual can we bring indoors that uh, isn't a Christmas tree how can we change it up and keep the magic going so we got rid of the tree and we brought in 
I guess you'd I guess you'd call it a big chopping block. You know, it's kind of waist height. But what I did then was I I wrapped the fairy lights around the chopping block. And at the base of it, we put all of the little bits of craft projects that we've been doing with her this time of year. You know, so a bundle of reeds for making Bridget crosses that go over our threshold. And, you know, we'd harvested lots of... Uh, what bark was it? Yeah, we'd harvested loads of willow bark that we were then soaking and we're processing into making cordage. Yeah, and then carving projects for spoons yeah, I guess that's kind of transplanted now into uh, making curtain rail holders and toilet roll holders and all of the other bits of uh, treen, I guess, that you need for a new place. Brought in some rhododendron that I'd harvested in, would have been March last year, and I'd cut it up into little rounds. So they're the things that I'm going to use uh, along with the roll plugs for my fixing things to walls discovered that rhododendron is a wonderfully stable, dense hardwood. It's perfect for uh, fixing things into. So, yeah, for my curtain rails this year, I'm going to have roll plug with screw going through rhododendron into the roll plug. And then these ash curtain holders that are going to fix into the rhododendron. And then, of course, I've got some lovely long, straight hazel poles that are going to, you know, hang horizontally over the window spaces. Now, this might seem all a little mundane, uh, but these are the things that you need to live amongst other people. It would be far more boring, wouldn't it, if I just told you my uh, going on to Amazon process and how I bought the curtain rails. Or maybe I went to Ikea to buy a bundle of reeds. I don't know. Um... Yeah, it turns out there's some things that you can't actually make from wild materials. You know, like a fridge freezer or a cooker, that sort of thing. But uh, there are some things that you can do yourself. And it's been a, it's been a great process, um, despite the hustle and bustle, to be engaging with some of my local woods. Yeah, and there's a few projects I'm definitely going to have to put to one side. Got some lovely elder hearth boards. Yeah, and some lovely bits of hazel and bits of ash, but I guess they can just sit to one side and uh, dry slowly. And uh, yeah, wait for wait for warmer hammocky days where there's uh, a little bit of rest. But for now, I may be taking a break from Thai Hi-Fi, but I will certainly be hustling amongst this wacky northeastern time of the year. Not quite spring, but definitely the seeds that we're initiating are just starting to germinate and we're just starting to get going and uh, feeling very inspired. We had a birthday in our household just uh, a week or so ago and one of the presents that came through the door was an illustrated version of the Mabinogi. Yeah, there's some old tales in there the red and white books um, which I haven't engaged with for so many years so it's been a wonderful thing to be um, revisiting but also telling those tales for the first time to somebody else my daughter has been very receptive um, yeah, she's asking asking for them and uh, recounting them and, and following the narrative so 
it's been lovely to uh, to tell those tales and to conjure up those images, you know, those archetypes, those stories that are presented. And uh, yeah, a striking one at the moment was uh, Pull, Prince of David, as he uh, he spotted Fairy Annon there from his place on the mound, and she was riding on her horse, and uh, he gave chase. And of course, as the story goes, the harder or the faster that he pursues her, the further that she gets away. It's just constantly elusive. The more he, he sets his intention or his aim of catching her, just never, never gets there. In fact, she gets further and further away. But the moment he just stops and stills himself and just says, Hey, please. I seek counsel with you, I seek to meet you, then she says, oh, well, why didn't he say that in the first place? That pause, that stopping, that pre-dawn breath, I feel is really inspiring for me at this time of year. I'm being pulled reluctantly from my winter dreaming the kind of winter cave with my family out into the world but we're not rushing out no we're we're stopping we're lingering at the door and just seeing what's actually there to meet us we're casting our intentions we're at the door of the winter cave here guys i want to give thanks for you to for supporting us and for listening in and um, as we go forward I wanted to put a shout out for anyone that might be interested in taking part in this podcast if there are things that you are doing which you're super passionate about then don't be shy in coming forward these gifts these crafts these forage feasts these rich earthy cultural engagements is good for people even beyond your social sphere your normal sphere of influence you know we people being stuck so close to home to people are listening in, in and engaging in ways that they wouldn't normally i certainly have uh, really been engaging quite a lot with podcasts and yeah that's a word of advice if you're starting your own po- podcasts don't listen to too many others first. It can be very, very intimidating. Um, I was very fortunate last week to be introduced to a podcast by Miles Irving. It's a lovely little synchronicity. I'd reordered Miles's book because someone had pinched my old copy of the Foraging Handbook. So I bought another one ready for spring. And the day that it arrived, I had a little text that came in from my friend Mark Williams. Uh, he said, check out this podcast. It's called uh, World Wild. And I have to say, I uh, subscribed to it on Spotify. And uh, all of my manual work since has be- taken place with that in the backdrop. Um, if you're missing podcasts as a result of me signing off for a little period, then I definitely recommend World Wild yeah, there's some wonderful, quite lengthy interviews, and I feel like I've stumbled across a little guild of uh, people interested in 
foraging or looking at what it means to uh, to rewild or re-engage or become a little bit more of a natural human again through this process of putting food in your mouth. So there we are. I guess that's a little unexpected plug. But if you like your podcasts, you do well to listen to World Wild. And Miles, if you're listening, it'd be great to talk to you someday. I, uh, I've been extremely engaged in the... Uh, narrative so thank you for what you're putting out there in the world so drawing my bow and casting my arrow up and forward in a big high arc so when Tai Hi-Fi returns that arrow's landed in fertile soil where I'm grounded, engaged, where there is life and food flourishing all around my family and there is a community of people willing to share their stories and enthuse and inspire others to push their regenerative vision forward together in community. Don't forget to like and subscribe uh, via your favourite feed. If you're listening to this uh, via my website, there's also a means to subscribe via Spotify or iTunes or, well, pretty much any platform you like. I think there's quite a few things to choose from there. Equally, if you're keen to hear the show notes for any of the podcasts I've put forward, then get yourself over to rhythmandnight.net. Yeah, there's some juicy links there. I hope they populate a little bit more in coming weeks and months. Okay, good luck with the springtime, everybody. So this is really a night for Thai Hi-Fi. Signing out.